0: Another fresh voice for you and me, this is a friend of mine, Uh, her name is Anika Brown. We're going to cover things such as music, art, fashion, African wax cloth, what is that? Maya Angelou, Reiki, lots to pack into this session, stick with us, it's going to be bomb
1: everything is fueled from me wanting to be a better person on earth it's time to do your part i don't want you to dream i want you to do it tap into the conversation check one two as we cover the latest issues
0: affecting our communities and the world it is absolutely vital that the truth comes out resolve your unconscious bias and grow from first-hand experiences is
2: your mind truly free or is it caged
0: this is do your part with brian gallo Welcome back everybody to Do Your Part. I'm Brian Gallo, your host extraordinaire. Loyal viewers and listeners, thank you for joining us yet again. I've got another fresh voice, uh, Anika Brown, who is a powerhouse here in the Coachella Valley is here with me. How are you doing?
2: I'm excellent. How are you? I'm
0: stoked and elated that you're here with me today.
2: I'm happy to be here as well.
0: I'm so happy. (laughs) I've known you for quite some time. I'm bringing a lot of people in that I do have some relationships with. Um, My goal is to kind of mix it up a bit. But given that you and I have a bit of a background, tell me a little bit about why you said yes to coming here today.
2: Well, first of all, who can say no to Brian? (laughs) I mean, like you said, we do. We go way back. I remember when you owned the crazy coconut (laughs) i Mm -hmm. think it was i used to love going there yeah baby yeah you used to bring the party right or i'd try (laughs) no
0: you did you had great energy and you'd always come and you'd you'd, you were you were you would always you know chat up new people and you were like part of the family there for a while yeah
2: yeah yeah, i really enjoyed it well i enjoyed you we're good so that's why i decided to come today because anything you're doing is worth coming to you're
0: a sweetheart well thank you for your support Yes. Honestly. Thank you too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, next up, we usually move into a bit about the background of our guests. So, I know you told me you're from, I think, Central California. Give us some background about where you're from, your upbringing, your childhood, your family. Pour as much detail as you possibly can into
2: this. Okay, I was born in San Luis Obispo, California. Mm -hmm. Um, For those who don't know where that is, it's a little tiny college beach town. There also is a prison there. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, there's a prison there. (coughs) But it's probably an hour away from um, Santa Barbara, I'd like to say, mm-hmm. um, going towards Carmel. So mm-hmm. I moved away from there with my family um, when I was six. Okay. So we moved to Palm Springs in 1978, I believe it was. Ooh, I just aged You me, so. You
0: just told everybody how old you were. Don't uh, do the math, everybody.
2: Well, uh, yeah, I don't care. Black don't crack, so. That's right, mama. <laughs> But, yeah, we moved here. Um, I am an only child by my mother and Mm. my stepfather. Um, I have three sisters and a brother Mm -hmm. from my dad, um, very close to all of my sisters, love my sisters, love my brother, too. Um, Yeah, so I moved here early on. Um, Back then, Palm Springs was fresh, I'd like to say. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a place that you heard of but you didn't exactly know where it was at. People knew that it was close to L.A., but mm-hmm. and in between L.A. and Phoenix, and that the celebrities came here. And mm. um, when I was in high school, we had spring break here. And when I tell you we had spring break, I mean, we had spring break. It, it They eventually had to break up the colleges because spring break was so popular here. Jeez. I mean, um, Palm Canyon is probably, it would take you, Two and a half to three hours to get from the front of Palm Canyon to the bottom of Palm Canyon. Which normally takes you five minutes. Exactly. So that's how many people were here for spring break. Mm -hmm. And then... um, Sonny Bono had had enough uh, he was mayor at the time and then decided okay well we need to do something so they they um, they um, broke up the colleges mm-hmm. so everywhere that was close could not spring break together and mm-hmm. then that's when it moved to Cancun and,
0: and Lake Havasu yes and yes right. yes
2: and, and then
0: because um, I've yeah. seen images of this and you can tell Palm Springs was popping yeah. it was like Coachella before Coachella
2: right and, but yeah. it only it was free though uh-huh. I mean well it wasn't free because you had to have a place to stay but yeah. if you wanted to drive out here for a party for the day you know it was free.
0: Uh-huh. And, yeah. Why did your family leave San Luis Obispo? Uh,
2: because uh, my stepfather uh, Jeff Drasky, um, he is an interior designer here. He's the one that designed all the Palm Springs signs. Oh whoa. Um, yeah when you first come into Palm Springs all those signs Yeah, my dad did those. Um, my mom and my dad met each other at the phone company uh-huh. and so my stepdad got a job offer out here that he couldn't refuse Mm -hmm. and moved out here. And so we came out here for a visit, and then before I knew it, we were moving out Mm -hmm,
0: here. mm -hmm. Was it a bit of a culture shock from you coming from San Luis Obispo to Palm Springs? I would imagine that San Luis Obispo was not very diverse.
2: Um, Well, I don't so much remember Mm -hmm. about the diversity. I just remember that it was more of like... um, a hippie kind of we're all one love Mm -hmm. one another vibe Mm -hmm. um and when we came to palm springs it was a culture shock because it wasn't even though it was moving to another small community just the sense of belonging the sense of everybody as a family the sense of we are this big tribe i didn't get here
0: Mm -hmm. do you get that Um, now
2: I get it now, only because I make that. I was you know? going to say
0: you're you're a huge part of this tribe you're talking about.
2: Yeah, I make it, but um, yeah, no, it it, it My childhood was, I don't want to say it was unhappy, but mm-hmm. it was a little rough.
0: What made it you rough? Know?
2: Um, moving here, and I don't know if I would have experienced it wherever I was at. Um, I experienced racism early on, mm-hmm. very early on. Um, junior high school I remember coming into well even before that um, I remember in elementary school um, the teacher would split up the class you know as the smart kids in the front and the not-so-smart kids in the back Mm -hmm. and I remember being one of only two black kids in the front the other one was my uh, still to this day as my best friend Orin Jackson Mm. and then i just remember getting comments from teachers and counselors like oh you're so articulate to Mm -hmm. be a dark girl or you know you're different Mm -hmm. you're well spoken and even at a young age you know that resonated with me like what do they mean
0: Mm -hmm. you know why why am i why are you separating me why am i different
2: exactly Mm -hmm. exactly and so then um It started off very microaggressive. And Mm -hmm. then when I got into junior high school, I remember um, the end thing was to be a flag girl. You know, if you didn't play an instrument, you weren't in band, you were not flags. So I got there and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I was a dancer, you know, I took dance. And so I'm like, oh, I can, you know, try out for flags. And I remember trying out with uh, three other black girls. Uh, One was uh, in the eighth grade and the other uh, three of us were in the seventh grade. Mm Out of all of the black girls, only one made it. Mm. And it was the one that was in the eighth grade. And so I thought that that was kind of a little strange. I was Mm -hmm. like, well, why can there only be one black girl at a time? And Mm -hmm. then, you know, so didn't let it bother me. Um, I tried out my eighth grade year and again, made it. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I was the only black girl. So it was like I was isolated and alienated. Mm -hmm. And then um, it got more rough and when i got into high school Mm. uh same thing you know um, i was a handful of black kids that were in the ap class you know advanced placement Mm -hmm. and the college prep classes um all throughout high school i pretty much just um took dance modern dance ballet um then when i got into the summer it was the summer between uh, my junior year and my senior year going out at the end of my junior year i wanted to be a song leader Mm Um, song leader was the cheerleaders, but they were the ones that danced. Mm-hmm. Being that I had 10 years of dance experience, I mean, it, I was a shoe in mm-hmm. um, Four other, there was a total of five of us. We all tried out. Five black girls all mm-hmm. tried out. None of us made it. Not one of us. And so our parents all, right? Our parents all got together and they demanded to see um, our scoring sheets, and they demanded to know what the process was. Mm-hmm. And so then, in doing that, they opened up um, history mm-hmm. of black girls being cheerleaders in, at Palm Springs High School, mm-hmm. and or lack thereof, lack thereof exactly because there was only one within like ten years, Jeez. and she was mixed. Mm-hmm. And so our parents got together, talked to us, and they said, well, what do we want to do? We decided we wanted to sue the school district. Whoa. So um, our parents um, hired Gloria Allred. What? Go ahead. And, yeah, and so uh, that summer just resonated with me because it, made me who i am as an adult today it Mm -hmm. made me strong it made me resilient um i lost a lot of friends through the process um we ended up settling out of court because all of us we decided we didn't want money it wasn't Mm -hmm. about money Mm -hmm. it was about changing the system yeah changing the way they did things Mm -hmm. and so we settled out of court we got everything we wanted so they basically had to bring in um non-partial judges that had nothing to do with the school Mm -hmm. nothing to do with anybody in the school Mm -hmm. and therefore the girls coming up after us didn't have to suffer what we had to suffer Mm
0: -hmm. and they were judged on talent
2: exactly and then when you look at the rhythm sheets i mean the, the sheet that we were judged on it was hilarious like for rhythm out of a possible 10 we all got one and two yeah, right. And then, like, for appearance.
0: Seriously, so they're seriously. basically saying that you, as far as rhythm is concerned, yeah. on a scale of one to ten, you scored it two. I scored it two. That's ridiculous. Yeah,
2: and so did so did the other black girls that tried out. So that. I mean, super intentional. Super intentional, and it was like for looks. Yeah. You know, out of a ten, we would get threes. Mm-hmm. You know, still so like our hair, and then there would be notes. Mm-hmm. Hair could be tidier. Mm-hmm. And I remember out of the five of us. Three of us wore natural hair. Mm -hmm. The other three, you know, or the other two had permed hair. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the ones that had natural hair, we were the ones that had the note that said hair could be a little more tidy or Mm -hmm. a little more kept. Mm -hmm. And so just going through that, it made me look at life differently Mm -hmm. because it went from Mm microaggressive to outright blatant racism. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could play basketball. I could be on a basketball team. I could be on a track team. But then when it came to cheerleading, I'm not athletic enough or I don't have enough rhythm to be a cheerleader. And mind you, I had, like I said, I had been a dance since I was five. All of us had experience. One girl had experience in gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Another girl I had danced with all throughout Mm all throughout junior high school, elementary school. Another girl danced and was a gymnast. So we all were more than qualified.
0: Yeah, rhythm was the last thing that you uh, lacked or did not have.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Even it, please. Right. Wow this is I'm glad you shared this story because this is uh, you know we all have examples and you know for a lot of people who don't quite see how racism works or how prejudice shows its ugly face, this is a really strong example. Yes
2: Wow very strong. so very and strong. you won and we won yeah we settled out of court. Like I said, we did not want money we were not in it for money. Mm-hmm. We were in it for justice.
0: Yeah and principle let me yes. ask you this real quick because as I've gotten to know you in your adult life, you definitely are um, outspoken uh-huh. and you definitely um, like to get your voice heard and your opinions are strong and uh, I think your voice needs to be heard was that always you or is that something that is this like the junior year senior year issue is that what catapulted you into
2: I think that I progressed into it mm-hmm. I've always been outspoken but not so much when it comes to wearing my badge of being African-American mm-hmm. on my sleeve I didn't start doing that until I had
0: to and when did you have to and how do you do that
2: um, in high school, how I do that is I hate hearing the term you're different. and I'm sure you've heard it too.
0: Oh, totally. As um, a compliment, usually.
2: Yeah. And not realizing that black people are just like every other human being that walks this earth. Mm-hmm. We're diverse. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just as diverse as any other ethnic group or mm-hmm. any other race. And for you to only see us as one way based upon the, the, the uh, images that media is pushing,
1: mm-hmm. angered me. Mm-hmm.
2: And so as an adult, I made it my mission to always put forth an effort to push more positive images mm-hmm. of my culture, mm-hmm. my heritage, my ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And that actually is why um, I started the black history event that i do
0: so let's move into that
2: okay talk um, a bit
0: about that and now we kind of know what led (laughs) you to that i want to know more of the why um and then tell spell us spell it out for us tell us exactly what this event entails
2: well the why is like i said just because you know i would go up north to like oakland the bay area and i would see these fabulous events Mm -hmm. and it would be black events Mm -hmm. but only everybody was attending You know, you see that in LA, there's multiple events. And then here, you know, we had maybe just a few, Mm -hmm. and they weren't given the exposure that they deserved. Not at all. And so instead of going to work with them, I had an idea of what I wanted to do, and it was different from what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So my best friend, Keisha D., And I got together, Mm -hmm. and we decided that we were going to present this event based around the things that we love about our culture. Now, Mm. for those of you who don't know, Keisha is a phenomenal singer. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'd say she's probably the best singer in the Coachella Valley. Mm -hmm. Um, So her love of music came to the event. Um, I've always loved art and fashion. So then I put art and fashion into it. So then we said, well, what else can we do? So we said, okay, well, we can do art, fashion, music, and food. Mm -hmm. And so it started off very small. We started off at the Palm Springs Women's Club. Mm -hmm. Um, At that time, I had started designing. um, A little bit of brief history, make it uh, a long story quick, is um, I was diagnosed with what is called environmental COPD and adult-onset asthma. And so, basically, it's just I have diseased lungs. Okay. And it could be something in the air that triggers them. It could be a perfume somebody's wearing that triggers them. But when I get these triggers, sometimes I go into these... um, Episodes mm-hmm. where my lungs start to close up Ooh, and know this. yeah, so I have to be put on prednisone mm-hmm. At times I've been on hundred and ten milligrams a day at times I've been on as low as 30 milligrams a day, but with prednisone It's a steroid mm-hmm. so your weight fluctuates. Okay, so normally I'm about an 810 You know some maybe sometimes a six, mm-hmm. but when I started taking the prednisone, I got up to a size 22 Oh, wow. Because it's a steroid. Yeah. And being that I have a lung disease, when I'm in flare-ups, it's impossible for me to exercise. Okay. And I'm taking this steroid that just makes you ravenous. It makes you want to eat. And it it takes away your energy. Mm -hmm. So my weight went up. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to find clothes that were cute when I was at the heavier. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't. So I designed this little, I, I, I want to call it an MC Hammer romper.
1: Uh-huh. Because it was like
2: a harem romper, and it um, and it had little sleeves, um, but it was very loose-fitting. Uh-huh. But it was still, you know, you throw a kimono over it, and you're stylish. Yeah. You know, I have one on today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Keisha saw that, and Keisha was like, girl, where'd you get that romper at? And I was like, I designed it and had it made. She was like, get out of here. She was like, this is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And so, I thought about it. I talked to my husband about it, and my husband was like, "Well, you've always had a passion for fashion, so go for it." Yeah. And so I started Anika Brown Designs with two hundred and fifty dollars with that one jumpsuit.
0: Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And now you're 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 pretty much an empire here locally.
2: Well, uh, I I. Wouldn't be that bold to say I but can be that bold to say it. it. thank you. I mean
0: I don't know about national international yet, but as far as locally, we're you're known for for these things and for your yeah. unique designs and for yeah. your your cultural um contribution really yeah. when you when you have these uh, events, which I've attended and will continue <laughs> to, they're really diverse. What's up with that? I mean, first of all, all twelve black folks that live in the valley are all there, which is a trip. <laughs> But you have a way of bringing all of these people together. Is that you or is that intentional? What is that about?
2: It's me. It's intentional. It's Keisha. It's intentional. Mm -hmm. When we sat down and we talked about this event, we said we wanted to be 100% inclusive.
0: Mm -hmm. And you've been that.
2: And so... I utilized the event um, to promote my new line that was coming out that year. Mm -hmm. And so I made it my mission to always have my models reflect my life. Mm. So I had models from ages 12 all the way up to like 68, I think was the oldest from Mm -hmm. size zero to size 22. Mm -hmm. I've had um, every ethnicity you could think of. Mm -hmm. I had a uh, um, a handy, capable blind woman model for me. Mm. Um, I've had transgender people model for me because that's what my village looks like. Uh-huh. And I told myself going in that my line and my philosophy in doing my line was that it was going to reflect my village.
0: Mm-hmm. And be all-inclusive. And,
2: and be all-inclusive, and that, exactly.
0: Well, you said it from yeah, transgender. for and... me a couple times. I have. <laughs> One time I was super oily. I was like, geez, I needed some water that morning. I came out there looking like a shiny light bulb. But I love attending your events. And they're so chic and everyone's so uh, present and excited. And you know, the energy in the room, you can cut it with a knife. It's not like a normal fashion event or a black history event.
1: No, it's not. It's, it's not s- at all.
0: And Let me ask you this. When, uh-huh. you, when you formulate or create these projects, do you get backlash from the community at all? Or is it in all support?
2: No, I get backlash. When we first started out, um, basically Keisha and I funded it.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, um, we were trying to get sponsors, and because it was during Black History Month, people felt alienated for some reason, with the exception of Dr. Timothy Joseph and Lee Irwin.
0: Yeah. Contour Dermatology. Exactly. You Contoured, love them.
2: I love them. And, and it's because they believed in me. Yeah. You know, I presented this idea, and I sent them a proposal packet. You know, mm-hmm. the first year, they gave me a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. They saw what I did with it. The next year, they gave me money. They saw what I did with it. Mm-hmm. Each time, it's it's more. And they it's because they really believe in what I'm doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They really believe in the event. I had their beautiful daughter, Ashley, model. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Year, yes, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. K- yes. And so... Without Contour Dermatology, this event would not be possible. Wow. And they've sponsored all six years.
0: Wow. So they're your title, your main sponsor.
2: Our main sponsor, our presenting sponsor. Yeah. And they attend too. And they attend too. Yes. I love hearing that. Yes. Yes. And so um, as the event grew... Then we were, um, I was able to get more sponsors mm-hmm. because what I would do is um, I would bring on key figures. Like I'm friends with um, Trina Parks. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, Trina Parks is the first African-American bond girl. Mm-hmm. Diamonds mm-hmm. are forever. Mm-hmm. It was filmed out here in Palm Springs. So uh, one year I got her as a model. Mm-hmm. And then when people found out I had her as a model, I got maybe one or two more sponsors.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then... Um, the year at, after that, I had Richard Pryor Jr. as a mm-hmm, model. Mm-hmm. I had you as a model. The mm-hmm. year, at, as, actually, you modeled the year. No, you attended the year that Trina was was the model. Right. Yeah. And then that's when I, after that, I said, "Ooh, you need to come model <laughs> for me." <laughs> yes. And so people, they see the caliber of the event, mm-hmm. and they're now they're starting to want to give, mm-hmm. um, like this year well first of all 20 uh this past february was going to be my last year oh wow yeah um because for those of you who know uh, my big sis my bestie keisha um, is sick with cancer Mm. and so she's fighting cancer and so she doesn't she didn't have the energy to continue it yeah and so i just felt maybe i should step back and focus more on building my brand Mm -hmm. and so i had announced it in everything at the audience and you know People were dismayed and they were upset, but they understood mm-hmm. because I dedicated five years of my life to this event. Mm-hmm. Now it was time for some me time. Mm-hmm. Then the stuff with George Floyd happened. Mm-hmm. The stuff with um, Brianna happened. I mean, just stuff piled on, piled on, piled on. And I just said, my work isn't done. My so work, how did
0: all those things affect your life?
2: It uh, They affected my life because for one, um, I'm black. For two, it's like I've got two sons Mm. and that could have just as easily have been george floyd Mm -hmm. i have a husband who could have just as easily have been george floyd Mm -hmm. and so if i don't continue to present african americans in a positive light and in with positive imagery to dispel the negative propaganda and stereotypes that plague us Mm -hmm. and also contribute to our dehumanization I'm not doing my job
1: Mm.
2: and so I talked to my husband again and I said I know that I was supposed to be focusing on my business I said but this is gnawing at me Mm -hmm. my work isn't done I've got to keep going with this and my husband was like whatever you decide to do I'll back Mm you and so then I started late and of course this year um, I don't have Keisha's help um, but I started late And this year, what I'm doing, or actually for 2021, which is different, is um, I've got the main event, and then I've got these other sister events. Mm -hmm. So I'm opening up Black History Month with a basic sign language class, instruction Mm -hmm. class, Mm -hmm. at Amp Sports Lounge. Mm -hmm. And then after that, um, I'm introducing the Palm Springs or Coachella Valley to African-American wineries. With a wine
0: taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow.
2: yeah, that's the first Friday in February. Okay um, I believe. And then um, that's an event.
0: Okay. Let's take a quick step back because you talked about how uh, you felt obligated to kind of do, do something once all the, the Brianna Taylor and the George Floyd stuff happened. As far as your role in the community, how do you do it and how do you get, how can we get other people to adopt this ideology that you have? you know?
2: Well, I think it just has to come natural. You know, it's not something that can be forced. It has to be organic Mm -hmm. because then that translates into the events that you do. Mm -hmm. Because what I try to instill in people is that when I say that I'm proud to be black and black lives matter, that does not mean white lives don't matter Mm -hmm. or white history isn't as important. Mm -hmm. It's just that we as a culture, not just our culture, but... Mexican-Americans, any culture you could think of that is here that is not of the, uh, and I don't want to say dominant, Mm -hmm. but it's put to the back burner. Mm -hmm. And I feel the more we learn about one another's cultures, the better we all are as human beings.
0: Yeah, I like that. Knowledge is power.
2: Exactly, because most uh, from what i've experienced with a lot of people is that or the majority of people that i deal with um they don't realize they're being racist Mm -hmm. or bigoted Mm -hmm. or Mm microaggressive bigoted or Mm -hmm. microaggressive racism Mm -hmm. so in order to combat that i'm not going to come at them with force i'm going to come at them with knowledge and educate them and love Exactly, yeah. because then nine times out of ten they absorb it and they take it back to somebody else. Uh huh. They get to sit and, and think about it. Else and yeah. then somebody else, and then somebody else, and then somebody else, Domino and then somebody effect. else.
0: Why do you think that Black Lives Matter is so inflammatory for some people?
2: I think well because of the word black. Because you hear when you hear Blue Lives Matter, people don't get upset at that,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and say, well, All Lives Matter as a response to that. Mm-hmm. You know, when 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 people say um, Boston strong, people weren't saying, "Oh, well, what about Palm Springs strong?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's the word black. Mm-hmm. People are uncomfortable with the word black.
0: Yeah, no one's ever put it like that to me, and I think that that's very simply put, which is that it is just the word black.
2: Yeah, and I think because it makes people deal with a topic they don't necessarily want to deal with, and mm-hmm. it's their inherent racism. Mm-hmm. And being in this country, the way that we're taught, it lends you to being racist. Mm -hmm. It's conducive to racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You open up a history book, and it's full of white history. Mm -hmm. And then you may hear about George Washington Carver. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You may hear about Harriet Tugman. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You know, if we want to combat racism... We've got to retrain the way people learn. Mm -hmm. We've got to include black history. We've got to include Native American history. We've got to include Asian American history. We've got to include Mexican American history. Because we have all equally contributed to what this country is.
0: Yeah. I like that. And it's, it's funny you say that because when you said we all equally contribute too, I didn't know where you're going with that. And I thought you were going to say racism. and then Because I know that there's a lot, a lot of black folks can be racist too. We all can be a bit racist, right? Or prejudiced at times. Well,
2: I, I, I tend to say...
0: I shouldn't say we all, but yeah. I should say that there are some black folks who are who have a lot of racism in their...
2: And I think that... Exact, I think that I don't want to speak for all the black race, but mm-hmm. I think that mostly black racism or bigotry mm-hmm. what we may feel or what another black person may feel is a direct response to how we've been treated
0: interesting all right that that's that's debatable but i want to hold on i want to hover on this do you think that we all have underlying prejudice including yourself um it's a tough question
2: yeah it's a tough question and i want to say no mm-hmm um, speaking from I think myself, I inherently
0: want to say no at first. Yeah,
2: but I mean, speaking from me, I, I want to say no
0: mm-hmm.
2: because I'm accepting of everybody, mm-hmm. I'm loving of everybody, and it was because I experienced racism
0: mm-hmm.
2: that. It made me the way I am today because mm-hmm. I did not want anybody else to have to go through what I went through. Yeah, I get that. Now, if I hadn't have experienced that, who knows? Yeah,
0: I've con- I've con- my rule of thumb. My uh, I believe that everybody has some sort of underlying prejudice within them. It's just about that's a big part of this program as well. It's getting in the mirror and trying to figure out, hmm, what is my part in all of this? Uh-huh. Right? Um, reverse racism. What do those words sound like to you? What is what does does that make you feel? What do you think when you hear that?
2: Well, when I hear reverse racism, um, there definitely is reverse racism, Mm -hmm. because, like you said, there are um, and um, there are a lot of our elders Mm -hmm. that are bigoted Mm -hmm. or racist. um, uh, Not even just racism, homophobic. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a big Uh, one. A lot
0: of my father's side of the family still refer to white folks as the devil, and you know, homophobic. Exactly. Not not necessarily always in a derogatory sense.
2: No, and and. And so that's why I feel, and it's, I don't want to make excuses for it, Mm -hmm. but when you've been through what our people have been through at the hands of a certain race or at the hands of a certain people, Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard not to have animosity for that group
0: of people. Yeah. And, or fear and, or again, animosity or resentment. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm glad that we're. this is the stuff I wanted from you, uh, you know, looking to get real deep and yeah. get your opinion on all of this. Um, as far as racism in a whole, right? You and I are both adults. We've been living here you know, on Earth for ages. Uh-huh. Do you think that this is all needed? Is Do you have hope for the future? You've said you have kids. Are you hopeful? Of
2: course I have hope for the future. I mean, my kids are adults. My kids are 25 and 20, mm. But my oldest has a child on the way.
0: Mm, you about so, to be a grandmama? Yeah. Wow. Bibi. Okay. Bibi. I say Bibi?
2: <laughs> Bibi. Grandma for, that's uh, Swahili for grandma. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. BB Bibi. B-B. B-I-B-I. Okay, go on. Yeah. So, um, of course I have hope.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I'm going to take it a step further and turn hope into action. Right. You just can't sit back and hope for change, Uh or pray for change, Uh or wish for change. You have to get out there and do what you feel needs to be done in order to enact change.
0: So then give us some tangible examples of of how you get out there. What are some things you can do when you get out there?
2: I don't advise everybody put on an event because it's a hard work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. But what I I say is pick, step outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Pick different cultural events and attend them all mm-hmm. with an open mind and an open heart.
0: Which is what you provide here in the valley. Your yes. doors open for people that are not yes. black to come learn.
2: Exactly because okay. I, it's like if I can reach one person out of a hundred person. Mm-hmm. You can't look at it as just you've reached one person but not 100. You mm-hmm. have to look at it as a domino effect. Mm-hmm. I've reached that one person. That one person may be around other white people some one time when something comes up, and that person may speak up. Mm-hmm. And then they may reach one or two people. Mm-hmm. And then those people go on and reach one or two people. Mm-hmm. Those people go on and reach other people. So combating racism is something that we all have to band together to do. Mm-hmm. It's not just our problem. Mm-hmm. It's a global problem. And we've all got to do our part by listening with open ears, actually hearing what people say. Repeat that. Listening with open ears.
0: And actually. And
2: actually hearing.
0: I always talk about this and we live in a state, in a space where people are so busy thinking about their response and not listening to what you're saying. Not hearing.
2: Exactly. What you're saying. Exactly. So you really have to hear it. Mm -hmm. Then once you hear it, then you can digest it. Mm Mm-hmm and then you can visualize it. Mm -hmm. Then you can see within yourself what you need to do to make the change.
0: Right. Let me ask you this. And again, I'm all over the board. Viewers and listeners know I do all of (laughs) it, right? Um, So for you to be able to be so well-rounded and for you to be able to stay so busy and so so positive, there's gotta be some practices or routines that you do weekly or daily to keep you kind of you. What are those? Do you meditate? Do you?
2: I do quite a bit of things. it's it's so funny because um, what I'll do is um, Sonos. It, it's like a like a um, a music system where oh. you can put music through, uh-huh. and I make it a point to at least once a day turn that music on, and then I leave myself. My husband says I'm out in the poppy fields dancing, <laughs> but it's like I physically leave myself. And open myself up to the universe to ingest new things Mm. and to get rid of old things. And so nine times out of ten, when I do this, designs come out of it. Mm -hmm. Ideas come out of it. Fresh ideas, new designs, new concepts. And so that's what keeps me sane is having that time to myself to get out of myself and to get out of all my surroundings and just be free to whatever flows to me.
0: How much time do you allot to this?
2: Um, I it's it just happens organically. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's an hour, mm-hmm. and before I realize it, I mean, a whole day has passed. Wow. Or like two or three hours have passed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not something that I set out for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's just whatever my body tells me.
0: And that's that's th- what I do. And that is an example of therapy for you. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: And then another, um, I love watching Eon Levan's aunt. Oh, gotcha. On, 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 um, on Saturdays, uh-huh. every Saturday. Yeah, she's deep. Because um, I may not necessarily be going through what the people that she's counseling is going through, but I always get a message and a lesson out of what she says.
0: Like giving the longest eye roll because I feel like if everybody adapts that attitude, you can learn so much from other people's experiences. You can Peer, you can learn eighty Period. percent of what you need to learn from just studying Period. other people's situations. Period. Right.
2: Exactly. Right. And so and it's just like doing that also allows me to get rid of any negative energy that may have filtered into me mm-hmm. and make room for more positive energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm I try to get rid of my negative energy daily so mm-hmm. that it doesn't build up. Mm-hmm. My friend Holly makes me wonderful oils. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also my Reiki master. Mm-hmm. That's another way that... Um, um,
0: I just, I knew that you had a routine because you can't do all this and be all this yeah. if, you if you're don't if you not pouring back into yourself.
2: No, I have to pour back into myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it may be being just popping a glass of champagne <gasps> or a bottle of champagne. <laughs> I didn't want to say bottle because yeah, you know me, you know I drink that whole <laughs> damn bottle.
0: <laughs> It's, but, you know, there's something to be said for that. I was talking to my friend Michelle, and I'm like, what are you doing? She's got two kids, and she's busy with her job. And I'm like, what uh-huh. are you doing to put yourself first? And she's like, i got have the time. And I'm like, sit down with a bottle of wine.
2: Yeah, you, know? you have to make the time.
0: Do something that's that's for you.
2: Exactly. I, I like
0: journal. This. Keep going. What else? So you I journal. journal. Uh-huh.
2: Um, What else do I do? Reiki. Oh, I've got this wonderful sisterhood that we call the Mm LLLs. We try to meet, well, we haven't so much lately because of this pandemic, but we tried, we always used to meet once to twice a week. Mm -hmm. I mean, once to twice a month, Mm -hmm. Uh, luxurious ladies of leisure. You know, we would rent a limo, go wine tasting, or just take over, yeah, or just take over a... um, a uh, bar, like yeah. Um, do you, you guys know- do
0: lots of lunching?
2: Yes, yes. I
0: yes, mean, no guys allowed.
2: No, we actually have some LLOL adjacent, so oh. we will have to make you
0: one. Okay, I like yes, this. All right, yes. adjacent, not yes. not adjacent. Um, <laughs> all right, so so let's move into some relevant topics now, because okay. you know, again, like one question I had for you is, how do you define your role in the community? But before you answer that, let's talk a bit more about just. The relevance of what's going on today and do you think that you already said yes and so you have hope but do you think that all that we're going through this needs to happen this is all for um, a reason
2: yeah well as you know history is cyclical it repeats mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. so yeah it does need to happen because we as humans need to be taught a lesson mm-hmm. because we take so much for granted and we don't take that time to be grateful mm-hmm. and so then stuff like this happens and it makes you grateful again. Yeah. It makes you realize that the smallest things that you took for granted are not so small. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, like with my sisters, um, the LOLs, we took that time that we could spend together for granted.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We can't do that anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But the way we've done that is we do ding dong gift
0: Explain that. What does Ding Dong do?
2: Um, like, I love infusing alcohol. Okay. So I'll make a small batch of infused alcohol. Like, the last one I did was honeysuckle. Um, It was honeysuckle, ginger, and yellow Ooh. watermelon. Okay. And then I topped it off with a little bit of Vouv.
0: Ooh. Put it in the freezer. Okay.
2: Voila, you have it. So mm-hmm. wrap that up. And, like, just a little cute tissue. Put a little note. Thinking of you, sis. Love you. Mm-hmm. Run up. Ring the doorbell. Place the gift get back in the car take off spreading love exactly stuff like that Mm -hmm. so but things like this always make you more grateful
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: and so it was it's needed it was needed I like this
0: um I, i took some time to go to therapy I met with a therapist for about a year and a half and as I was kind of working through some of my depression he mentioned that you know the best way to circumvent or combat that is to do something else for somebody else
2: exactly right
0: to be to to define a space of gratitude by by being selfless
2: and you do that without expecting anything in return
0: yeah 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 all right your role in the community how do you summarize that um tough question that is a tough
2: one. My role in the community. Um, I would like to, to think that I'm an activist.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I
2: mean... Um, you are. Your yeah. presence
0: on social media alone. Like, I haven't talked about this because um, I'm not supposed to about my job. Uh-huh. But, like, you're, you're speaking up for me. Like, I could actually get emotional oh, just I thinking was pissed. about it. I I know, but it was so... It was... It was just, it filled my heart to know, A, that you have my back, B, I know you love me, but C, for you to actually like turn it into an action, blew my mind.
2: Yeah, and I wish it would have taken traction, but you well, know it did. what, I'm it actually, i actually glad it didn't because you, it brought you to this.
0: Get it, girl, totally.
2: And this is much more relevant and much more important and much more needed.
0: Yeah. And also much more fulfilling. I love what exactly. I do. Exactly. I love and what I do for work. It's their but, loss. Well, you know, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I don't know what about, as far as that, I don't know if the door is completely closed. That, that's not the, that's not really the, the topic here. But yeah. I like that you said that that needed to happen for a reason because it brought me to this. Uh-huh. And this is so important. It is. So important for me, for you, for for listeners, for all of us to be able to just continue to have dialogue about these relevant issues.
2: Exactly. And it's like one thing that I've learned from Ianla is that out of every tragedy or every bad thing that happens, something positive blossoms.
0: Get it, girl. And you know, I lost my mom when I was 24, and I learned that year after what silver lining looks like. And I was like, okay, there's some positive to all of this. Yeah. And I had to find it and look for it, and there was. Yeah, I know. I don't really want really to go into detail about that now. But one instance is like the relationship I was able to foster with my sister, or the fact that I was able to uh, live, cr- keep my mother's memory alive by doing interesting and innovative things. So those are moments of silver lining. I get what yes. you're saying. Um, as, uh, you talk about something, pick something. Come on, let's have some fun. Uh-huh.
2: I don't know. What would you like to talk about? Would okay. you like to talk about what's in this box? All right, all right, all
0: right. She'll open the box. Listen, I've only had one other guest to bring me a gift. I love you. You're always wearing gifts. So slide okay. it on over, baby girl. so
2: before you open that, Kay. you know I was set to debut my line, a Concrete Jungle event. at El Paso Fashion Week, or which Fashion is, Week El Paseo. Which is the
0: biggest fashion event on the West Coast.
2: Yes, and because of the pandemic, it couldn't. Yeah. One of the reasons why that was so important to me is that I was actually handpicked by Susan Stein. Wow. You know, she reached out to me. She said she had been watching me. Wow. That's a huge compliment. Exactly. And she's like, so last year I did the Jocelyn in the Desert. Uh um, I closed that show out.
0: Uh
2: Phenomenal response. Mm -hmm. So she said, I watch you Fashion Week. And so... It's like
0: validates all the work that you do. It
2: really does. Yeah. It really does. And so my line, first of first and foremost, I always work in African wax cloth in my originals. Mm. So this is one of my originals. Whoa. African wax cloth is a very vibrant cotton fabric Uh huh. Um, where throughout different regions of Africa, you're going to find different wax cloths. Okay. So I always bring that into my designs. Mm-hmm. I take a classic silhouette and I modernize it. Remember what I was telling you about the last time I was on Desert Living that I was reinventing the calf tan for yep. men?
0: I remember that. That's what's in here. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me?
2: That's what's <gasps> in there. And I call it a man tan. It won't some other things in there, but yeah. Go oh, ahead and open my it. goodness. So, okay, I'm opening it right now.
0: I just have to show you this real quick. I just sent this picture to my niece. And I've got, you know, I love to travel. And when I travel, I like to bring back... Um, things from where i've been and uh-huh. so oh my god i'm so excited so that's something i wore this oh, past yeah. week so let me bust this thing open are you serious <laughs> are you in
2: joshua tree in there yeah 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 that's you joshua know what tree. i saw a picture you posted and i'm like oh that looks like my land i just bought five acres in joshua tree are you kidding me yeah we're well my husband and i we're um progressing into building our family compound whoa and that's where we're going to retire
0: that is a god's country up there yeah, as you know I it doesn't it. get any more beautiful than that right so i was very well could have been in your backyard Maybe. Well, when well, that... Oh, my goodness. Look at the... Oh, I can't, you guys. Oh, look at the... Oh! And look, my birthday is coming up, but, like, I have not opened a gift in a long time. Oh well,
2: you're about to open a few Look now. at
0: Oh, my God. Look at the colors. You guys, check this out. Whoa. I love that we're off topic. Oh, <coughs> my God.
2: So, that is one of my man tans. It Honey. can be worn closed as a caftan Honey. or open as a kimono. Okay. And then it has matching pants oh
0: my god baby girl i am so excited right now thank you so much you guys this is so dope you know, there's one thing that I try to encourage everybody in life, especially listeners and viewers, is get some culture.
2: Exactly.
0: If it's food or if it's clothing or if it's a movie exactly. or a trip. And this is culture at its best. <coughs> you talk for a bit because I'm going to stand up. They won't a be lot worried. of
2: people are worried about cultural appropriating mm-hmm. or culture vulturing. And to me, as long as you're learning and you appreciate the culture, mm-hmm. if you want to wear African wax cloth, I encourage you to.
0: So you, so you think it's okay for white folks to wear yes, African gear? Yes, of course.
2: Gear. All right. Of course. This was a hot
0: topic for a long time, what you're talking
2: yeah, about. Yeah, I think I think as long as you appreciate the culture, it's not appropriation.
0: Look at all of this so, stuff
2: you bought. Yeah, Dude. so those are the pants.
0: Oh, my goodness, honey. You guys see this, right? All my viewers, you can see this right here. Check out these pants to match this. So what do you call this again? A man tan. A man tan. <laughs> Listen, we got to send people to your site. People can buy this, right? Yes. T- tell them your site right yes, now. Yes,
2: it's www.anikabrowndesigns.com.
0: And we're going to have that up on your bio yeah. here uh, on the web. Uh, or follow me on
2: Facebook as well. Okay, and see, and then you this so is one of my social justice t-shirts. Whoa. I started a line of social justice t-shirts. One said, enough is enough. You have, together we can combat racism. This is beautiful. And then I did another one that said, stop. Stop weaponizing
0: color. Oh, stop weaponizing color. Yes. They can get these on your site as well?
2: Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Those are for a limited time only, though. This is those, sick. Yeah. And I love it and because then, this is what
0: we should be seeing out. People, you know, flexing how they feel. Yes. Forget Nike, love Nike, but let's <laughs> let's, you
2: know, talk about how you feel. And then this is a chocolate energy
0: bracelet. Oh. what you what do you mean by that?
2: Um, it's made by one of Whoa. my Nigerian crafters. And it's called chocolate because it's chocolate um, finished yeah. with copper, oh. and it just helps good energy flow through you. Oh, and it's beautiful. Yeah, All you gotta do, yeah, and you just open it. Just you just pull it to open it. And then really? You just, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna break it. No. Okay, got there it. There you go. Wow. And then you just slide it on. Okay. You're just yeah, just put it. your yep like that, and got then it. you just squeeze it.
0: You are so thoughtful. It's like Christmas up in here, y'all. Kwanzaa, <laughs> rather. <laughs> Dope, honey. I'm so grateful for all of this. Yes. Talk about gratitude. I mean, you always spoil me. I've like half of my wardrobe is Anika Brown. Um, But this, I have to say, is by far my favorite.
2: I'm glad you like
0: it. I am so excited. I'm
2: glad you like it. Yeah, now I just
0: got to figure out a place to wear it besides (laughs) home. Wow. so then, all right, let's stay on topic with this right now. As far as African culture, you know more about African culture than a lot of black folks here. Tell me a bit about, again, where this is from.
2: Well, I am learning.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay.
2: So um, with the African wax cloth, it's 100% cotton. Uh-huh. It's called wax cloth because wax is used in the process of dyeing it. Mm. Um,
0: I like the feel of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It feels real crisp. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Real regal, real royal. Yeah. Um. You have African wax cloth, you have kente cloth, and those were the sashes that Congress was wearing that people were asking about. Um, kente cloth is usually reserved for um, special events. Okay. Um, so I don't design a kente cloth uh-huh. unless, of course, it was like a wedding or okay. something like that. But and then you've got um, Ankara wax cloth. You've got, there's wax cloth made in Nigeria. There's wax cloth made in Botswana. There's, I mean, all throughout these different places of Africa uh-huh. make wax cloth. Mm-hmm. And the print and the colors vary depending upon that particular region and tribe.
0: Gotcha. And again, see this. This is a, a perfect example of how beautiful culture can be.
2: Exactly.
1: How colorful,
0: how detailed. How there's history tied into uh-huh. it, storylines tied into it. Yep. Thank you for bringing this to the Coachella Valley and sharing this with me oh, you're welcome. and the viewers and listeners. You're welcome. Um, oh, I'm just stuck on this. I got to hold on, guys. I got to re. I got to refocus. Um, so I asked you what your role is in the community, and it was hard for you to respond. But, you know, you said <laughs> activist. And I think that, you know, just these T-shirts alone are a, are a strong example of, of how you are an activist. How can other people at home become activists?
2: I would just say, um, like I said, if you want to, um, I wouldn't necessarily say you put on an event if that's not what your heart leads you to. Mm-hmm. But go to a different cultures event. Mm-hmm. You know, go to as many cultural events as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, then that way you're learning.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, we should never stop learning until the day we die. Yeah. The yeah. more we learn, the more well-rounded we are, the better we are all as people.
0: Yeah. I love that. I, um, one thing I've been doing in my um, later in life is now getting back into books and reading. So, oh, I love reading. So, t- Is there anything that, uh, that, that kind of changed your life or helped change your perspective as far as books are concerned?
2: oh gee um no to say no to zake shangays for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow wasn't enough whoa i read that um in high school i've reread it um i love james baldwin books i love terry mcmillan books you know um Mm -hmm. so for me it doesn't always have to be um true accounts i love Sci-fi stories, made-up stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel that um, reading is another way that you can stay fresh. Mm-hmm. Because it keeps your brain hungry mm-hmm. for knowledge, yeah. and your brain ends up being like a sponge.
0: Yeah. Um, and it creates p- thinking. It promotes thought, uh-huh. you know?
2: Yes, exactly. Um, I just recently read a book. Gosh, it was... I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, Stamped, I want to say it was. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have brought it because that, that was, it was a phenomenal book. Um, Stamped. Stamped. It was, and we'll get it to you later at some yeah, point. We'll put it up um, on the website. Um, Maya Angelou poetry books, mm-hmm. I love to read. Um, Langston Hughes poetry, I love to read. Langston Hughes books, I love to read. Um, I love to explore art. hmm um, one of my favorite artists Charles Bibbs mm. um, I need to get him back out here again um, phenomenal artist mm-hmm. um, we've got some phenomenal artists in our backyard uh, Bernard Hoyes mm-hmm. um, this for February for my event in February I'm bringing out um, an artist by the name of Nicky McGee he has become the go-to artist for celebrities really so he has painted um, Portraits um, for everybody from Fat Joe to Method Man to Red Man. Jeez. Then he's done these private paint parties for LL Cool J, Anthony Anderson, Vanessa Simmons. His um, artwork has been featured on Blackish, mm-hmm. um, John Singleton's show Snowfall. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, the title where you see the kid, and it's, and, and it's a drawing. That's Neniki's work. Mm-hmm. So- um, And he's um, local, you said? No, he's out of LA, but gotcha. um, I'm bringing him here in February, on um, February 20th is when the sixth annual Black History event is. Uh-huh. He is going to paint live. Whoa. He's going to paint a civil icon live. Uh-huh. And then for VIP ticket goers, you're gonna get this tote, and he is going to teach a African mask image that's going to be painted on those totes that you get to take home. Wow! Yeah, so that's just one of the things. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's and you do that every
0: every year. You're bringing somebody new, somebody who's established in the Black community as far as arts or entertainment, but somebody yes. new for a lot of other people. Yes,
2: don't know. I because I always like I don't compete with anybody else. Mm-hmm. I always compete with myself. Mm-hmm. And so 2020, I I brought out um, a play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, a lovely woman by the name of Janisha Adams ginyard Yeah, um, stunt woman. She was in Black Panther, um, several other movies. She writ, uh, she wrote, directed, and produced this play mm. called Black Love Connection: A Civil Rights Edition. Okay. So basically, it was like the Chuck Willary. Was he the? Was he the Love Connection? He was the host
0: of Love Connection. Yeah. Okay,
2: so basically, it was like. She turned um, the set in, into this dating game, uh-huh. and one guy had to date historical figures. So, this one guy dated Henrietta Lacks. Mm-hmm. So, you learned about Henrietta Lacks. Mm-hmm. Then, he also dated Harriet Tubman. You learned about Harriet Tubman. He also dated Dorothy Dandridge. Mm-hmm. So, you learned about Dorothy Dandridge. He dated Oprah. So, you learned about <laughs> Oprah. So, I brought that out here um, for that, and that's how I um, opened up my event last year or Mm -hmm. not i don't want to say last year because it was just february yeah so her play was friday night and then the big event was um was saturday Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and
2: so i always think of how i can outdo myself be bigger and better Mm -hmm. and so this year that's why i'm coming up with all these little sister events like i'm doing an intimate evening with richard Pryor jr Mm -hmm. um it's going to be at an undisclosed location and it's basically um For people who don't know about him, well, of course, he's Richard Pryor's son. Mm -hmm. Arguably the greatest comedian ever. Mm -hmm. But Richard Pryor Jr. has his own career. Mm -hmm. He is a singer. He is a cabaret lounge act. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's even funny on his own. I mean, Mm -hmm. he tells these stories that, you know, every time I talk to him, he's got me in stitches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, well, you're going to come out here and... We'll do a, a little VIP cocktail party. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll tell you stories about growing up as Richard Pryor's son. Mm-hmm. Maybe sing a few numbers, and you'll and have make a good time. Happy. Yeah. yeah, and you'll have a really good time. So,
0: um, and he's been out here before, and I met him, and he's a really yeah well, solid He dude.
2: model. He was a model in my event.
0: Yeah, and I got to sit yeah. sit next to him. He's a nice, nice man. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned him as well as. Um, uh what was her name trina
2: trina uh, trina turk (laughs) trina parks
0: trina parks i kept wanting to say turk as well but i'm glad you mentioned those names because those are again and when you have some time folks research those people follow them on social media give them some love because they're all doing their part as well
2: yeah
0: they are um all right so we're almost out of time but i want to ask you this two things my first question is is there anything that you would like to add right now that viewers or listeners need to hear from you
2: other than check my line out, check my events yep. out. Okay. Uh, follow me on, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anika mm-hmm. Brown, Anika Brown Designs.
0: Okay, cool. And as she mentioned, she just gave you all of the, that detail. You'll find that on the bio page on doyourpartpodcast.com where you found this podcast. So all of those web links will be there as well. Um, all right. Well, I'm sad this is coming to an end, but <laughs> we always ask our guests talking about solutions, things that people can do at home to be able to just kind of do their part, uh, feel invested in, you know, humanity and mankind. What are some things that you can leave them with? You gave us some already, but do you have anything else? I will just
2: reiterate, go to an event, Mm
0: -hmm. step
2: out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Go to an event with no uh, no preconceived notion about what it's going to be like. Mm -hmm. Go with an open heart an open mind and be ready to immerse yourself in whatever culture it is or if it's an lgbtq event whatever it is get out and be 100 percent present put Mm -hmm. your phone down Mm -hmm. and interact with the people that are at the event
0: Mm -hmm.
2: be present
0: immerse yourself and be present find something different step outside your comfort zone yeah everybody has lended or offered some sort of solution and i think that's one of my favorites
1: Oh, thank you. you.
0: Yeah, because it's, I mean, there's been variations of it, but it's really true. Find an event that is something that you normally wouldn't attend, that is uh, not part of your culture, and immerse yourself.
2: Yeah, and you'll be a better person for it, and you'll leave learning something that you hadn't known.
0: Yeah, I went to um, the uh, Morongo Powwow last year. I covered it Uh for the station, and oh my God, I mean, I just, electric right goosebumps goosebumps and that was me seeing a side of a new culture that I had never seen and I left there just buzzing all right I love you so much thank you for being here thank you
2: for having me of course I'm gonna get you
0: back I tell all the guests we're gonna get them back and uh again thank you all viewers and listeners for listening please share this and uh always take care of yourselves and each other make sure to do your part and that's a wrap we'll see you soon I am absolutely confident that you continue to do your part.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Do Your Part. I work at staying awake. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. Stay connected with Brian Gallo through social media at Do Your Part Podcast or visit doyourpartpodcast.com.